This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm with the two hottest gamblers in the world, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, and Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, and we are... The West Coast Gamble is the only gambling show that makes you money. And when I say makes you money, the two boys on my left and right, if you're watching on YouTube and your left and right ear holes, if you're listening on the car ride over to work this morning, went five and two each. Five and two on the Sunday slate for week seven. And Dangles himself, Dangles himself is the first on this show to get a perfect 10 out of 10 points in the King of the Coast games where we give you three sides, a teaser, and a total. He had all five bets, got 10 full points. Dangles, congratulations, my friend. The first to ever do it. Further proof that quite literally anyone can bet and get it right. Here I am, living proof, living proof, living proof that if you do your homework, no. if you if you work on it a little bit, that just about anyone can do it. Now, see, no, don't don't sell yourself short because that first part's essential. You've been struggling all year. You've been like just teetering below 500, trying to get a winning week, consecutive winning weeks together, and you were putting the work in. You weren't just throwing darts at a board here. You were doing the homework. It's not anybody can do it. It's a, if you dedicate yourself and put the work towards it, you can do it. So I want you to take gratitude and that accomplishment. It's a big deal. And I got to say, Dangs, I got to say, Dangs, you said that teaser last week. It was kind of a gross teaser. And what did I say? It was a gross teaser. Sharpest teaser you laid all year. And what do you know? It got home. And I would like to say shout out. It wasn't Tony Square's best week, but I will say this about Tony Square's. Me and him were both on the Las Vegas Raiders. And I want to do this thing where the sharp consensus pick of the week each week. Two weeks ago, everyone was on the 49ers. Loss. Last week, Everyone's on the Browns. Loss. I'm talking sharps now. Every sharp imaginable people I respect, people I admire. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Yep. Me and Tony Squares, we had the Raiders. Thank you very much. Good job, Tony Squares. That was one of the only bets I hit this week. You see, I was waxing poetic about my two partners so much, I was hoping to uh, sort of change the narrative on the West Coast Gamblers because yours truly did not do very good. Those two went 5-2. and two. I went 2-5. and five. Not the best week for Tony Squares, but I did learn a lot. I learned a lot. Me and Drew learned that uh, sometimes no knowledge is the only knowledge, and we'll talk about that in the Dr. Dangles segment today. We also have the Gravestone segment at the end of the show where each of the hosts here tells you of a team that they will put into the ground and say they will not make the playoffs this calendar year. We've been killing teams every week. That graveyard's getting a little full. It's starting to get a little difficult on who you can select to kill because all those really crappy teams are starting to weed themselves out. But first, I want to go through something because as you saw, Dangles, your New England Patriots put up a 50-burger on the New York Jets, and, and Zach Wilson sadly passed away 
this past week. He's going to be gone for about two to four weeks. And in stepped a man I had uh, I had never heard of before. Uh, and his name is Mike White. And it looks like that I know the Jets traded for Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco will likely come in and start for these New York Jets until Wilson comes back. But again, Mike White knows the playbook. Mike White's starting this Sunday. And I think the three of us, we have a real chance to make some really good money betting against Mike White and the New York Jets. But I just felt like, guys, that was such a lame name. Usually quarterbacks have fun names like Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Like even Jared Goff is a fun name to say. And Mike White is such a lame one. Like Pat White, the old West Virginia quarterback, that was a cool name. Something about the Mike added to the White Ruins everything. So I was hoping if you boys, we could start off the show. I want to give Jets fans a little bit of hope. I want to give them something to latch on to for the one or two weeks that Mike White is their starting quarterback. And I want to be able to refer to this when at the end of the season, we do the starting quarterback power rankings that we always do. And I don't want Mike White to come in last, but if he does, I want him to have a nickname to go along with it. So let me read a little bit to you about the background of Mike White. And then uh, if you're watching... Oh, Tony, Tony, I can take that. Well, well, hold on one second. Before we get to the bio of Mike White, I do want to say, if you're watching on YouTube, we're now going to put a picture of Mike White up in our four box here so you two can see the man we're talking about because not many people know who he is. But I have a bio here, Drew, but you, you want to go through yours? Yeah, so Mike White was born on June 28, 1970 in Pasadena, California. Uh, as Michael Christopher White, he is a writer and producer known for Chuck and Buck, The School of Rock, The Good Girl, and most recently, The White Lotus. That's different Mike White. Yeah. That's a different Mike White. That's an accomplished Mike White. Shit. Not a Mike White that uh, uh, plays backup quarterback I, for the New York Jets. I got to throw out my notes, guys. Two picks. That's actually a good start notes. for a nickname. Sorry. Less accomplished Mike White. That's yes. that's actually a really the good poor start. Man's, the poor man's Mike White. Poor man's Mike White. Okay. All right. Hold on. <laughs> so Mike White, he, he went to college a while ago. He's actually been in the NFL for a little bit. His greatest college accomplishment was 2017. He won the All-Conference USA second team. Now, the first team went to Fine Mason Fine of the North Texas Mean Green, now playing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the CFL. But Mike White was good enough to be second best in Conference USA. He was drafted in 2018 by the Dallas Cowboys in the fifth round. The reason he was drafted is because he played so well in the Senior Bowl under Bill O'Brien's Senior Bowl squad. Oh. Bill O'Brien, well, remember he that also name? Threw for, he also had, I think, two consecutive 4,000-yard seasons at Western Kentucky. Thank you for interrupting. Now, his his draft rise after the Senior Bowl was hampered a little bit because, and I quote, he put up some of the worst numbers by any quarterback in the Combine. So, again, not the most athletic man, but played well in the Senior Bowl, showed as Dangle said he can throw for 4,000 yards when you go to play for Conference USA. Great job, Mike. Now, he had pre-draft workouts with Indianapolis, Tennessee, and Miami, and a private workout with the New England Patriots. So... Who knew him better than this past Sunday than Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and that whole squad? I mean, Mike White was coming into a buzzsaw. You had a private workout with him, Dangles. You guys, again, cheating the system over there. Now, in 2018, he was a a third-string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, again, after being drafted by them in the fifth round. Cut in 2019 for Clayton Thorson, the quarterback. Jason Garrett decided he wanted Clayton Thorson more. 2019-2020, he was on the New York Jets practice squad, back and forth to the active roster, and then this year, he comes in and starts in place of Zach Wilson after Zach Wilson again perishes under uh, that, that lovely Patriots defense. So, 
We have the picture now. We know a little bit about Mike White. I'm going to kick it over to Shea for the sharp first. We thought it was a completely different Mike White, so his mind will be fresh with some names to throw at this man that is staring at you right now. Yeah, no, thanks, Tony. Um, I actually had a chance to uh, source uh, a trusty old reliable source, a Wikipedia here in the last couple uh, minutes, no. um, and I actually realized that he actually, during that uh, combine, he ran a 40-yard dash in – 5.09 seconds now it's a little known fact that Schaefer the sharp um, between his freshman and sophomore year of college baseball trained very hard and actually ran a 498 wow. uh, 40 which I can say in confidence I ran a sub 540 now our friend Mike White does not have that luxury no. so I'm gonna just I'm just kind of spitball here. Uh, obviously, Mike White, we see his picture. Yep. You literally couldn't be literally more white or have a whiter name than Mike White. Yeah. So I want to bring some ethnic flavor to it. Now, he ran north of a, uh, a five-second 40-yard dash. So I'm going to throw in north in Spanish is called Norte. I'm going to say El Norte Blanco, the North White. That's that's pretty terrible. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, give that even, I thought Blanco. you were gonna go with White Lightning or something like that, which would have <laughs> been deep which would have been instantly better than uh, because you were talking about his combine time. I kind of like Slow Mike. Not gonna lie, <laughs> Slow Mike. Okay, see well, again. One. This is <laughs> he's this slow. is you know hey, this is guys he's slower than you guys are my improv That's party. not how people are gonna hear. That's not how people are gonna hear that though. <laughs> uh, I disagree. <laughs> he's, he's an athlete. He's an athlete. He's special, a special Jack and Slow Mike. <laughs> He's Slow Mike. <laughs> Listen, looking at this man's picture, I just like I could not get the vibes that like he. He, he, I mean, he's no Paxton Lynch, okay? We've talked about Paxton Lynch before. Paxton Lynch looks like yeah. the guy who sold you weed in high school. But this guy, Mike White, he kind of looks like your wife's uh, first boyfriend back in second grade. You know, now they're all grown up, and he's still kind of a by-the-book Catholic school kid, but he just creeps around with her a little bit more often than you'd like him to be around. I think I'm going to go with based on looks alone. He looks like a dude that if he wasn't now a starting quarterback in the NFL, he'd be really into crypto. So I'm going to call him the Crypto Kid. Mm -hmm. That's my that's my <laughs> nickname from Mike White, the Crypto Kid, since Slow Mike was thrown thrown out of the window there. Dangles, you got anything? Well, you know, I, look, I don't know how I would work this, but to your school reference, looking at his picture, he does look like the kid who would raise his hand and tell the teacher that um, – that there was homework when she forgot to bring it up or he forgot to mm. bring it up and he would raise his hand and be like, um, aren't you going to collect the homework for this week? It was like, shut, uh, shut up, dude. But I'm instead going to go a different route because let's think about this. Mike White is Mike White. Not the name of like the player that, that is just like randomly created in Madden NFL football to like back yeah. up the team that, that doesn't have a backup quarterback or for whose name they couldn't get the rights to for that. Mike White is just like the randomly generated video game player. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go with Madden Mike for this, uh, for, for my nickname for him because oh. of, of his, his uh, completely and totally, <laughs> Uh, it's just what do you? I don't even know what it's just boring, boring backup quarterback name. Uh, we should note though that how about he, Vanilla Mike? Va vanilla Mike <laughs> could be Vanilla Mike. So we got so we we got Mike Madden or Madden Mike. We got the Crypto Kid and we have the Norte Blanco. <laughs> El Norte Blanco. So sorry. El Norte Blanco. So sorry. El Norte Blanco. Well, the Jets. Uh, well. 
You know, I did I did a bunch of uh, diving into the slate that's ahead because today's show does not have a guest as usual. Uh, we had a couple of World Series guests lined up for us, and if you heard some of our baseball guests in the past, sometimes things don't work out with uh, people of that nature. But hey, we move forward and we move on. Instead, I want to talk about the NFL slate and what's coming up because there's a lot of juicy juicy games to dive into and I kind of want to get our popcorn ready a little bit early I kind of want to get excited about the matchups a little bit early and I will say the New York Jets game did not make this list of games that we are intrigued to watch come Sunday I'm also and it pains me to say it because again if you're watching this on YouTube you see the Green Bay flag behind me I'm not going to be talking about the Green Bay Arizona game it's a matchup between 6-1 Green Bay traveling to 7-0 Arizona on a Thursday night, prime time. Everyone's going to be able to watch it. And today it came out that my defensive coordinator, potentially my head coach, and the best wide receiver in the NFL, Devontae Adams, will all be missing this game because of COVID protocols. I guarantee you we are recording this at a certain hour. We will release it after we edit it. I guarantee you by the time you are listening to this show, even more Green Bay Packers staff and players will have in some way be in COVID protocols. That's just the nature of this disease and in the NFL. And because they're playing on Thursday, none of them are going to have the time to be able to get those two consecutive negative tests to not play or to become back to the team and play in the NFL. So I don't know if you guys want to say anything about this game, but it kind of spoils the fun that we were going to have with two of the best NFC teams that there are. Green Bay and Arizona. I don't know if you guys want to are still intrigued by this matchup. I mean, how can you not? Well, of course, I'm going to be intrigued. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be intrigued, but I did notice the line. Um, I was already jumped like four points. Yeah, exactly. It's all the way up to six now. Um, And you know, you never want to see a team uh, go into any game shorthanded, but especially with um, you know the current climate we're we're in, any kind of COVID protocols, such a bummer. Um, so I did read that uh, Devante, though, can test twice. If he's asymptomatic, he might be able to sneak in there. Um, so I, I do hope for that because I do want to see these two teams obviously at full strength. Yeah, it totally ruins matchup, what is so. an otherwise yeah, marquee totally. matchup, right? That's what like I was any, any other yeah. one. Well, I agree with you. Any other in under any other circumstances, this is for the first time in a long time. The Thursday night game is the game of the week. Obviously, that this hampers yeah. that a little bit. I'm still very excited to watch this game. You're still going to have Aaron Rodgers. You're still going to have Aaron Jones. Um, you know, Alan Lazard had a big game for you guys last week, obviously. And I uh, is it this week that Marquez Valdez Scantling comes back? Is he going to be available for you guys on Thursday? He so is, you've got he is able to be. They don't know if he's going to be yet. So it's not you know obviously look you're going to miss 17 on the field. Like who? There's no way you don't miss 17 on the field. But this game still has some legs. Uh, you know, Kyler. Murray's going to be exciting. Um, I mean, I think this is going to be an offensive battle. I'm still excited to watch this, even with the COVID protocols in place. It's tough. Even with the coaches, though, if LaFleur and Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, I'm not the biggest fan of, but that defense is kind of coming together. If both of the play callers on both sides of the ball are out, that's that's tough. But let's move, let's move on to Sunday, because there are some games that are very, very interesting. And the first one does not seem interesting, but let me flavor it a little bit for you. Did you know, Drew? <laughs> I can't believe that we're already going to this game. But did you know, Drew, that the Detroit yes. Lions have allowed 200 points, second most in the NFC behind the Washington football team? And did you know that they are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, who have let up the third most points 
in the NFC. Drew, mm. you guys pulled out all the stops against the LA Rams. The Detroit Lions had two fake punts. They had an onside <laughs> kick. They had multiple fourth down conversions. Still could only put up about 10 points on the board for the majority of that game, but they tried. They tried their asses off, and they did not give up. The problem was they were playing the L.A. Rams, a team that is also like those Packers 6-1 and one in the class of the NFC. You know who's not the class of the NFC? The Philadelphia Jared Eagles. Goff. They are fo- – oh, yeah, Jared Goff. But Jalen Hurts ain't far behind them. Listen, could this be the only chance you guys have of winning a football game this year at home? At home! against a team that gives up just as many points as you do. Can you do it? Are you excited to watch this game? I'm looking at you directly in your eye. Drew, Schaefer the Sharp Crookston, the Lions fan. This could be the one out of 1-16. in 16. Are you excited for this game? Does a crow fly south in the spring? Fuck yes, I'm excited. Because here's why. I believe, I believe this is our second best chance to win a game this year. Number one has to be Thanksgiving when Justin Fields and Mr. Nagy come to okay, Ford Field. Because I do think we'll beat the Bears. But, but yes, I, guys, I, I, I loved every minute of that Lions-Rams game <laughs> with the exception of watching anything Jared Goff does. And listen, my dad, evangelical, Christian man, loves the Lord. If my father is spewing... I, I hate to say this, but he had a couple F bombs in there. I, I it's very uncharacteristic of him. Is he if he's saying F bombs at my at, at the Lions quarterback, you know it's bad. Yeah. You know it's bad. And Tony, you were all over me. You were mocking me in that trade. You're gonna Jared Goff, Jared Goff. I've said since day one, he's the price of the draft picks. You take him for two years, you take that big contract, you have to deal with him. But boy, oh boy, the last two weeks he has been rough. Saying that, saying that, saying that. I do think the Lions are better coached. I do think the Lions are more motivated, and I do think the Lions have a puncher's chance in hell to get a win at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yes, I will be up for that game, and absolutely, I'm excited for it. Well, you said it, Drew. You said it. Motivated. That's what the Lions are that the Eagles are most certainly not. The Eagles are at a pivotal point, I think, in their season right now because this is the time this is the time of the season where you're what, two and five? Yeah. And and confidence starts to waver. And this is the head coach's first year, and you're starting to wonder, is this guy that can pull the locker room together? I don't I don't really know. I don't worry about that with Dan Campbell because they are will play no. for that man. They will fight for that man. They will go 0 and 17 and they will still show up next year and play just as hard for Dan Campbell. Campbell. And I don't know if I could say the same thing for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I absolutely agree. This is a great spot outside of uh, the Thanksgiving game against the Bears and then a game later in the season in Atlanta against the Falcons. Those are the last two opportunities I see. And that one's going to be tough, too. Those are the last two opportunities I see if the Fal- yeah. uh, for the Lions to pull off a win this year. Well, Fucking hate Atlanta. And, and guys, I, I, I'm curious moving forward this this uh, NFC East. I mean, these teams... All two and five, the football team, the Eagles, the Giants. I'm very curious. I'm very curious. I mean, the Cowboys obviously going to run away with the division. I'm curious if those teams do stay motivated the second half of the season. The Giants look like they had a little spark uh, in them on Sunday. But, again, 
Uh, that might have something to do with Mr. Sam Darnold uh, on the opposite uh, mm. sideline there. Yeah. But, yes, I, I thank you, Tony. I appreciate you giving some spotlight on the lines. I, thank you very well, much. I, I enjoyed I, that. I was going to ask before Dangles went in there, I was going to ask Dangles as the, the outsider in this. Like, Drew has a, a stock in this game, but as the outsider, the man who watches all the football on the TV, will this make one of the four games in our little direct TV uh, multi-set here? Do you have any interest <laughs> in watching this game? I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> not really so much about that game. I mean, look, I ranked all of these games on a scale of one to 10 this week uh, and tried to only, you know, do like as, as few numbers for each one that I, as I could. And um, boy, yeah, I had this at like a, I had this at like a three. We have Lion. We have a Lions fan in our watching group. He may fight Sadly. tooth and nail to have that on the TV. But if you're asking me if it's in my four box, Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, I will be very excited when that. Scott Hansen cuts to it during the Red Zone channel because anything can come out of that game. Absolutely <laughs> anything. The next game I'm excited about, and this one, I'll, I'll ask you guys first before I give my take on it, but I just talked about how uh, both Philly and Detroit give up some of the most points in the NFL. This game's a little bit different. This game is a matchup of someone that does something really well and someone that stops it. Tampa Bay has scored 33.3 points per game during this season. Good for third in the NFL. New Orleans, on the other hand, you don't think of them as world beaters, but they are 4-2 and two themselves, and they are right there in this divisional matchup and hosting these 6-1 and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the team that they believe they should have beaten to go on to play in that Super Bowl last year in Drew Brees' final year. If it wasn't for the Jared Cook fumble, these guys in that locker room think they can beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and their defense now gives up 16.8 points per game, good for third in the entire NFL. The third most prolific offense versus the third best defense at stopping you from putting the biscuit in the basket. Shea for the sharp, I go to you once again. How excited are you to watch this AFC NFC South matchup? Well, Tony, you said you know the Saints think they can be the Bucks. They don't think they know they can. Let's remember last year, Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay Buccaneer debut week one. The Saints took care of business at home, and then one of the most lopsided shockers, jaw dropping game of all season was the Saints up 35 nothing on Sunday Night Football in Tampa late in the year. Yep. Now, if you remember during the playoffs, they played a third time. I think yours truly was probably on the Saints thinking, not a good matchup for the Bucks. I was wrong. I bet against the GOAT. You don't look the devil in the back. And I learned my lesson. So I will say this. I, I will say this. Um, yes. Am I excited? Yes. But after just uh, concluding the back of the Brinks truck bet uh, that the Seahawks did cover, guys, that Saints offense is bad. And it's so evident that they're not going to let Alvin Kamara have, I mean, the Bucks are not going to let Alvin Kamara have double digit receptions and run all over them out of the backfield. So uh, I really like the Bucks uh, position here because if you're going to make Jameis um, beat you, I think you're in good spot, yeah. but absolutely. I think the, I think the Saints defense absolutely can slow down the Tampa Bay offense, but, I just don't know where the points are going to come from the Saints, guys. I, I just don't think the Saints are that good. I just don't think they're that good. Potential Michael Thomas return, though, in this game if he does ever play Who in a Saints uniform game. He hasn't played in four years. Who cares about him? <laughs> he sucks. Who gives a shit? He's a nightmare. Pussy. Speaking of nightmares, <laughs> Antonio Brown should be back for this game for Tampa Bay. Dangles, you want to watch this game? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think it's going to be – I think the Bucks are going to just absolutely wipe the floor with the Saints. Um, you know, you look at the Saints' schedule, and yeah, aside from the, the, the anomaly win in week one against the Packers, they haven't really played in a real team, a real – defense and I include my Patriots in that in that discussion because they were they lost 28 to 13 in that game and they were not they have not up until this past week proven that they could really beat anyone by a bunch of points this is a def- a test against a real defense albeit an injured one in that secondary but you can go ahead and put up 13 points against against a bad Seattle team and maybe still win or a bad Seattle defense and maybe still win you're not going to be able to get away with that against Bruce Arians no. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers no. You're going to need to score more than 13 to win that game. It's just with these games, like Drew already brought up the NFC East, some of these divisions are already being decided and we're barely halfway through the season. I'm hoping this game is good just so we can have some intrigue in some of these divisions. Because Tampa Bay, they beat the Saints in New Orleans. Uh, who's going to challenge them this year? It ain't going to be Carolina. It ain't going to be Atlanta. No. You know what I mean? So Green Bay's got their division wrapped up. Buffalo's got their division wrapped up. Some of these divisions are a little wonky, but let's go to another divisional matchup. Probably the best division in all of football right now. And again, I think Drew's going to roll his eyes as soon as I say this team because he knows how much I love this team, and I still can't quit you. In fact, someone asked me who's going to win the AFC North. They asked me this Sunday, who do you think is going to win the AFC North after Cincinnati beat the Brinks truck off of those Baltimore Ravens? And I can't quit Pittsburgh. I cannot quit Pittsburgh (laughs) because they are... Listen, they are three and three. This is the week. This is the week. This is the week. They are three and three going into Cleveland, who is four and three. (laughs) Cleveland's having trouble. (laughs) Baker Mayfield should be back for this game. His shoulder's hanging off of it. But even if Case Keenum's there, Case Keenum's shown that he's one of the best backups in the NFL and he can produce. (laughs) Big Ben and this Pittsburgh team is going back to Cleveland. For the first time all year after getting beaten in the playoffs, surprisingly, by this Browns team. Everyone who played in that game for Pittsburgh wants revenge in this game. It it looks like Nick Chubb's coming back for Cleveland. It looks like the bulk of their team's going to be back for this game, offensive line included. All the stars should be there. And this will be a decider on the AFC North, man. you got to start winning these games if you want to catch up to Cincinnati and Baltimore. But I will say the winner of this game is only going to be one game behind the divisional leader. At the very middle of this season, this is a big game here. You cannot lose this one if you want to be a real deal. Schaefer the Sharp, you look angry. Are you excited at all to watch Pittsburgh and the Browns? I'm not angry. I just, I, um, I'll tell you in a sec what, what I am. But I, uh, I think this is literally a, almost a, a carbon copy of the, last, of, of the last matchup we talked about, Tony. The Saints versus the Bucks. I mean, this Steelers team, their offense is just so anemic. Like, to think that they can score on Cleveland in Cleveland, I just I, I find that very difficult to believe. Now, I know that Tomlin off a of bye will get his team up. Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL playing as an underdog. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this division matchup, of course, the narrative of last year's playoffs when the Browns went into Pittsburgh and embarrassed them. They were up 14 nothing before Big Ben could even, you know, take the wrapper off the burger. Um, but – I am just very, very, very skeptical of Pittsburgh, even off a bye, even with Tomlin's rah-rah, if they can score on this Cleveland defense. But, of course, I do think it's going to be an awesome, divisional, physical matchup. Hopefully, I'll tell you what, guys, it's, I'm in the Midwest. I'm wearing this jacket. It's officially fall. Yeah. It is gross, spitty, rain, windy. 
sub 40s sorry sub 50s we're not crazy yet but i i hope we get a little weather and uh i am definitely excited to watch that matchup for sure this matchup to me determines who's going to be the contender out of this a- uh, afc north and who's going to be the one that is finishing in fourth place this is a yeah. turnaround can I make game a declaration for either of these teams if you have can to I make say a quick declar- this is the week this is not a good team to be betting on <laughs> No, no, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about can both I, of I? these teams. I'm talking about the winner is going to be a contender. The loser is fourth place. Oh, I thought you were saying this is want... the week for the Steelers. It's like, no, I no, mean, no. I don't know. The, to me, to me, the linchpin in this matchup really quickly is Miles uh, Garrett. We've seen what he does to teams with bad offensive lines. He's going to munch Ben Roethlisberger's lunch all day long. <laughs> munch his lunch. I want to make a quick declaration. I'll make it quick. I want to uh, officially be on record and tell our friend of the pod, the big woolly man, uh, <laughs> the quest for seven, print the shirts, buddy. Um, amazing, amazing. Two I, am, wins uh, away I was wrong about the strong. Bengals. I, I was wrong about the Bengals. Uh, that team's good. So that, that's all I got to say. Jamar Chase, most receiving you, yards dude. ever, ever. Through, uh, He's also making our Mac Jones Rookie of the Year ticket. Not <laughs> you, not you can rip that up. At all. Get hurt. You can at bury all. that. You can bury that in the yeah. soon to come Michigan snow for next year, Drew. That's yeah. what you can do with that Rookie of the Year not ticket. Yet. That's gone. No, 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 no. no, no. Nope. Jamar Chase, it's most over. receiving yards ever. Seven that's games an Achilles away from being live, my friends. I'm sorry. We never we don't root on injuries, but that's Achilles away from being right back in it. So let's just let's just take it easy. This is the second trimester of the NFL season. Okay, I like that. This is, this week is seven. the second trimester. It's the second trimester. And, okay. And Schaefer the Sharp, if you were a fantasy sports owner, would you have traded Jamar Chase away for just a fifth round pick in a 16 team league when he's the second wide receiver Ugh. two overall? Yeah, I don't think you what? would either. Let's move on, though, before I get Dangles even more angry about his stupidity. Let's move on to my favorite game of the week. You, and it's involving you, you pretend two teams like I care at terrible. all what you think, Tony Squares. Listen, this is one more, one last, <laughs> one good divisional battle because someone must win this division. And normally I would throw this division out. Normally I would say, nah, nobody cares. You can win this division, you're going to lose the first weekend of the playoffs. But the Tennessee Titans just beat two weeks in a row the AFC championship contenders in Buffalo and Kansas City. Now, Drew, I'm sure, has some piece to say about Kansas City due to our text thread. He's thinking a lot about his hatred for Patrick Mahomes and that offense, and something's wrong there. But Tennessee beat them both, Buffalo and Kansas City. Beat them handedly. Indianapolis, they're going to Indianapolis, who very quietly has gone 3-1 and one over the past four weeks and has crept themselves back up to be in striking distance of this Tennessee team. And this game in particular, a game that Tennessee won uh, uh, 25-16 in Week 3, the third in a row loss for those Indianapolis Colts. This game right here can be the turning point of the division halfway through. Derrick Henry against a defense that likes to stop the run. Now, Elijah Mitchell did very well against them in the Sunday night game, but there was so much rain in that game, people slipping all over the place. Carson Wentz, we don't know what's going to happen when he drops back with the ball. Ryan Tannehill, we don't really know what's going to happen when he drops back with the ball. Usually good things. Derrick Henry is a beast. Darius Leonard's a beast. I'm very excited to watch this game. The two leading rushers in the NFL will be on either side in this matchup. Can't wait to see it happen. Tennessee versus Indy. This is an old-school football fans matchup. Shea for the Sharp. How excited are you? Should this be your favorite game of the week? I, I think it's got to be the marquee game on the Sunday slate, guys. And I think you can argue that probably two of the hottest teams in the NFL are playing each other with huge division ramifications. I mean, dude, if you, I, I don't have the math in front of me, but if you were to roll over a Moneyline parlay 
on the Titans to beat oh. the Bills and to beat the Chiefs, you'd be doing mighty well. Yeah. I mean, that is the most impressive six days I can remember of any NFL yeah. team, any NFL team having. And we won't talk about the Chiefs. I, I, I'll save my Chiefs take till Wednesday. And the Colts guys, I mean, really coming back from the dead. Um, I know that I know that Sunday night game and Monsoon and and Jimmy G just looks pretty 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 rough. But I will say. I've always backed Frank, I've always backed Frank Reich. Yeah. I think he, I think that team is going to get better as the year goes. They know the ramifications of this game. I think it's huge, absolutely huge, if they have T.Y. Hilton to 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 have a little bit of a, a deep threat there. Um, obviously, T.Y. He's 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 always on he's yeah. always on the IR. So if they get him back, um, that would be big. But I think that I think that is the marquee game on Sunday, and I cannot wait to watch that football game. I forgot to say, Indy is three and one over their last four, but that one is that crazy Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore. Ravens comeback. Yeah, yeah. I, I should say, they should be a 4-0 and team heading into this game right now. And if they do win this game, they're 4-4, four and four, Tennessee's 5-3. and three. The rest of the world remains with only one game behind Dangles. Yep. We're not talking about your New England Patriots because I think they stink going up against those Los Angeles Chargers. You said you ranked every game on a scale of watchability. Is your favorite game of the week the Tennessee Titans versus the Indianapolis Colts, or did I get it wrong? No, actually, it is my favorite. That is my favorite, just from a, a completely uh, uh, you know uh, neutral point of view. Like, Of course, I'm excited to watch the Patriots against the Chargers, and I think they might do better than, uh, than people think. The Chargers aren't a very good rush team. The Patriots like to uh, rush defense team, and the Patriots like to run the ball a lot. Um, I do have some concerns about our coverage against Justin Herbert in that game. But no, the Titans, I mean, how do you not look at the Titans as a Super Bowl contender now after they just beat uh, the Bills, who a lot of people have, you know, winning the Super Bowl this year, and the Chiefs, who a lot of people had winning the Super Bowl coming in to the year, uh, season this year. I think that is, is going to be, surprisingly enough, one of the games of the week. And the Colts are, yeah, quietly looking good. They, you know, they beat a team. Granted, there was a ton of rain, but, you know, San Fran had to play in that rain, too. And they made a lot, uh, San Francisco made a lot more mistakes uh, than yeah. the Indianapolis Colts did on, on Sunday night football. Um, Carson Wentz is, you know, making do with the, the best he can. Jonathan Taylor's really is stride. I think that's going to be a fun game and uh, a preview of things to come. But I mean, how do you not, I mean, even the Titans defense is looking pretty good. Uh, at least they were this past week against Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how you don't look at them and, and think that they could be, you know, a team that's going to contend come playoff time. I can't wait. I think it's a very fun Sunday slate. I wish this Thursday game didn't have the COVID stuff it has, but we'll be betting all those games with our Thursday morning show, the Thursday morning lean, Thursday night lean, the Sunday night lock, the king of the coast where Dangles has a 5-0 and record from last week on. But before Ooh. we get there, we do have to go to our weekly therapy session because Drew and I, I mean, we've been doing this for a while. We've been throwing our money out there for a while trying to predict these NFL games, try to get it correct. And sometimes, you know, it, it gets a little overwhelming. And we have to go to the good doctor. We have to be talked some sense back into us. So now it is time for... Dr. Dangles. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the week. Drew and Tony have got their gripes. They've got some issues that they want to work out. They've got some things they want to talk about. It sounds like they've buried the hatchet from their their troubles at home from last week, and now they're they're coming uh, in with a concerted effort this week. So Mm -hmm. let's not waste any time. Let's get real. Let's get raw. Let's feel our feelings. It is time once again to pay a visit to Dr. Dangles. I'm looking forward to our discussion today, boys. Thanks for coming back to my office. Hope you're comfortable, feeling safe. Um, I understand we've got some uh, some nuts and bolts kind of issues to work ourselves through today, and so I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about that. Who'd like to start? Well, Doctor, you know, I, I, I just want to say thank you for having us, and today me and Squares, you know, we come as a unit. We don't come as a split entity like we did last week. We, we, we really took your advice uh, and, you know, what you kind of said, hit home. Yeah. Grow the fuck Can up. Can I bet we, on how long we, we, that will last? You guys are on a betting podcast after all. Yeah, well, that, I mean, I that, that's a... It's a week to weekly. A, yeah, yeah. To, <laughs> well, I, I think that, uh, that, that, you know, uh, uh, pressure makes diamonds. And I think me and Drew, yeah. instead of directing our ire at each other, we wanted to sort of direct it at the task at hand, which is winning money and winning these bets. But, but doctor, what, what, what I want to take this opportunity to say, yes, me and Tony are, are together as a unit. Uh, we, we, we both have a same ailment, same ailment yeah. and, and in, 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 in a, in a, in a display of unity and selflessness, I'd like to let Tony go first. Yeah, this week. no. Uh, and, and as a display of, uh, of togetherness, well, I you will guys say quit jerking each other off and just tell me what the fuck's wrong, please. <laughs> well, listen, we together, the sharp and the square have over 50 years of NFL fandom over 50 years the three of the two of us have together watched this game and watched it closely not just like you know we come in on Sunday after dinner and catch the no no I'm talking 12 hours of commercial free football for the square and for the sharp over 50 years and after this weekend we were both befuddled confused angry irate at some of the decisions and some of the calls that were made by these referees and we realized that when it comes down to the rule book, 50 years is not enough to become an expert in the NFL. In fact, during that Sunday night game, when there was the San Fran, they kick it to the San Fran kid, Brandon Ayuk, who has ruined many, many a fantasy squad this year. And he kind of lets it go by him, and then he decides to pick it up, and then he kicks it a country mile. Farther than Mike White can actually throw the football, he kicks it. And it goes into the end zone, and he goes and he picks it up, and then he falls on it. And they tackle him. And I'm cheering. Tears in my eyes, because I know my sharp has Indy to cover. And I'm putting my hands together over my head. If you can see me on YouTube now, hands together over my head, that's a safety. That's a safety. And then suddenly Chris Collinsworth slides his ugly ass in and tells me, no, 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 that's a muff. And when there's a muff, you can kick it out of the end zone. You can kick it in the front row. You can take it into the halftime locker room with you. Doesn't matter. Hand up. I don't know the rules of football. Sharp. And doctor, we, yeah, thank you, Tony. That was that was very eloquent and an accurate description. I was th- feeling this. I, I was feeling the same feelings. Let's rewind seven hours earlier. I'm watching the Washington football team play Tony Square's Packers. Now I actually did a double hedge here. I I, I took. 
Green Bay in a survivor pool, but I actually took the football team with the spread. So obviously I'm rooting for a close game. And I see Taylor Heineke really playing hard. He gets out of the pocket on third down and he's rolling out. He's really no pressure to, you know, get hit. And he dives, you know, head first and rolls in the end zone. Now the replay showed, oh, he might have been he was. He was a he was a couple inches short of the goal line. The ball didn't cross the plane, but hey, he was never touched. No, 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 no. He, he, he gives himself up. He gives himself up when he dives head first. As he one does on third injury. and goal on a quarterback sneak. Yes. Okay, so that's – okay, so whatever. So then on fourth down, he, he takes a snap, and he he kind of fumbles the snap, and the ball is on bodies. It's on bodies, doctor. And he, he, he gathers the ball, and he extends it over the plane. That's a touchdown, doctor. I mean, me and Tony said, that's a touchdown. Tony's room for the Packers. He goes, that's a touchdown. Yeah. But no. He said forward progress was stopped, and they can't review it. And just like my partner Tony Squares, I don't know the rules. I don't know the Hand rules. Up. We don't know the rules of football. I don't know the rules. Well, uh, I mean, it's this is a challenging one because uh, far be it for me to assume that uh, you know I was able to see what those those officials were were able to see, but. Um, uh, you know, and at that time, but I, I guess I guess my homework for you guys this week would be to read the rule book. Um, there's a reason why you guys aren't wearing the stripes every weekend, and these other uh, uh, officiating crews are. Um, and um, I guess the other thing to keep in mind that I would prescribe would be remembering that uh, people are human. People can make mistakes. We are all of us human. We do all err, um, even if it is on the biggest stage let's not forget the umpire uh uh was it angel hernandez or jerry west that blew andre or uh, uh, the uh the the perfect game for uh for for ah. uh well, what's his for what's his face a few years ago. andres galarraga andres my hometown uh, my hometown tigers it was the tigers involved in that um and look we all uh, officials make mistakes this might have just been a day where you had two uh, really bad calls. I mean, you know, think back to the the, the Rams uh, Saints uh, 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 NFC Championship game, where the non-call on the DPI essentially cost the Saints uh, uh, a trip to the Super Bowl. You're gonna have these. You're gonna have these instances. So my uh, my my uh, 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 prescription to you would be to lighten up on the refs a little bit because they're human and and read the damn rule book. Well, if, if, if humans make mistakes and sometimes shit happens and they're hu- you know. These referees are humans, and it, while we might not know the rules, they might not know the rules, and interpretations can be different. Then why, why would we ever bet as much money as we do on this football game, Doctor? Uh, well, because you're idiots. And that's all the time we have for this week on Doctor Dangles. Up next, it's gravestones. West, West, West Coast gamblers. And that was another rousing segment of uh, paid-for medicine. You know, get good insurance, guys. That way you can go see a better doctor. That was Dr. Dangles. But now it's time for Gravestones, where each of the hosts here decided it's time to take a team down for the NFL's postseason, saying they will not make the playoffs this calendar year. We've been doing it for a few weeks now. All three of us together have killed the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Detroit Lions. Sorry again. Dan Campbell. But we have a couple of individual kills because we go in order of how we did in the gambling last week. And if a host kills a team, the host following that person cannot kill that same team that week. This week, Dangles goes first. He's killed Houston, Philly, and Miami individually. Drew's going second. He's killed the Giants, Houston, and the football team 
individually, and I'm going last because, again, those two were five and two. Not so much Tony Squares. We'll be better next week, but first we got to get there, and I've killed Miami, the Giants, and the Bears, respectively. But it is time now to step into the Great Hall. It is time now for Dangles to lead the procession. The priest is calling us in. Grab your confession, a little sip of wine. Excited for it. Saddened by it. It's time for Gravestones. In a mile-high season with mile-high expectations, the Denver Broncos have not met those expectations. Between injuries and a lack of offensive uh, consistency, this team is just not making the playoffs in a division that includes the Chargers, who are 4-2, and two, the Raiders, who find themselves 5-2, and two, and the Kansas City Chiefs, who, yes, are stumbling, but are still the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a numbers game, ladies and gentlemen. It's just not going to be in the cards this year for the Denver Broncos. I am sorry uh, uh, to our friend of the show whose name escapes me right now, who's a Broncos fan. Your boys aren't making it this year. Sorry, random person. <laughs> As a result of whaling and other human natural influences, 16 species 16 species of dolphins are considered to be in danger of extinction. Extinction. Wow. <clears throat> and boy, <laughs> the South Beach dolphins are extinct from the playoffs and all that rousing excitement from the fans and the owners. Cat, get your tongue lavoya. Boo. Goodbye. Mam fish that are really mammals, the dolphins. And with we'll that, the Miami Dolphins have entered the graveyard. Fourth team. Mm. Now, I could add another team to this graveyard. But I think I'm going to save them for a rainy day. Because there's a team out there that is also just as terrible, just as malfunctioning, and has a chance to lose to an 0-7 squad this week. The Philadelphia Eagles are not making the playoffs this calendar year. Rocky Balboa today has a better chance of scoring than Jalen Hurts. And that Eagles defense, they tried real hard. They tried real hard the first seven games of the season. But hope is starting to fade away. And as I said, for those 0-7 Detroit Lions, it holds true as well for those Philadelphia Eagles. If it keeps on raining, the levee's gonna break. And the levee breaks this week. R.I.P. Good people of Philly. And that is it for Gravestones. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. And that is it. For the West Coast Gamblers, my name is Tony Cavallo, joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we'll be back on Thursday to bet the Week 8 slate to begin the second trimester, as Drew liked to say, of, of, of NFL season. I don't know if that's going to catch on. I highly doubt it, but we are going to be betting the Week 8 slate on Thursday. Very excited about it. Thank you to Dr. Dangles. Thank you to the Gravestones crew and production people and that whole entire church. It was great working with you all. 
Thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, my name is Andy Billman, and this is the Believe in the Land podcast, a weekly look back at the week that was in Cleveland sports. The highs. Oh, Guardians Club, Guardians Club! The lows. I've been asked on this channel all the time, when are you going to panic? Panic button's been hit! And everything in between. I directed a film that came out in 2016 called Believe Land. And we love our sports here in Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you, God! Check in for weekly podcasts and so much more. What the hell was that tonight? All in, all day, every day. Go Cleveland, believe in the land.